Hey, this is Mark Anthony from The Letter Black, and you're listening to Iron City Rock. Hey, this is Joe from Teddy Porter, and you're listening to Iron City Rock. Hey, this is Chad and Josh from Vesta, and you're listening to Iron City Rock. All right, Pittsburgh! You wanted the best! You got the best! Hello and welcome to episode 92 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John. The Iron City Rocks podcast is a podcast devoted to promoting Pittsburgh's rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues music scene. Episode 92, we're going to take a look at a new band that has come up from the remains of the Juliana Theory, a band that rose to kind of national prominence from the Westmoreland County area. This band is called Vesta. Vesta, you can find their website at thevestaband.com. Uh, like I said, it's made up of a couple members of the Juliana Theory. Eric recently caught up with them and sat down for an interview, so we'll let them kind of explain uh, how the band came to be. Uh, we're going to lead you off with a song now. This is called Pretty Girls in Magazines from Vesta. <laughs> Said she's moving to the downtown
today on the Iron City Rocks podcast, we have Chad Montague and Josh Fiedler from the band Vesta. How you guys doing today? Great, man. Very good. 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 Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I just want to find out what's going on in the world of Vesta and uh and uh talk about uh, you guys' career and uh and uh, your your past and uh where you're going in the future. So, um just dive right in here. Um what got you guys started into music, making music? Josh? Um, well, for me, uh, I guess I kept, growing up, I I was obsessed with um, the Beatles and hair metal, like Motley Crue and Van Halen, Bon Jovi, and I always wanted to be a guitar player, and that's where I kind of got started. Eventually, uh, my older cousin started playing guitar, and after about a year or two, I finally talked my mom into getting me one, and that's where I got started. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I taught myself from there. And... I uh, I got a guitar when I was really young. I was probably like seven. Um, I didn't, I wasn't any good at it really. And uh, I remember being really frustrated because my guitar teacher was trying to teach me like music theory. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to learn how to play like like anything but that. <laughs> like, I just yeah, really. Learn how to play like some rock and roll. So sure. I got really frustrated and just sort of hung it up for a while. And then um, you know, just just growing up listening to like oldies music and. Um, just kind of discovering my parents' records at home. It's really, I just always, I just would sit around like listening to music a lot, like a, like a lot, and I always enjoyed it. So, you know, you get older, and then you actually start applying it and trying to realize that when you tune your instruments and get together with people, it actually sounds all right. You know. Sure. Yes, yeah, certainly. Now, you guys are both uh, from the Pittsburgh area, right? Correct. Yeah. Where? What part of town are you from? Um, I live in Irwin, like we're from that area, like Irwin, Latrobe, Greensburg area, both mm-hmm. of us. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. actually where I'm, I'm from too and where I'm at now, so. Yeah, I graduated from Latrobe and live in Greensburg. Okay, good, good. Uh, how'd you guys meet to, uh, to work together? I know you, you like, you form, you know, you work together on your, your, uh, your prior band, the Juliana Theory, and, uh, how, what, what brought that all about and how'd you, what brought you guys together along with the others? We met through, me and Josh met through um, our mutual friend, Brett, which is Juliana Theory singer. Um, we, I just remember Josh always coming around and, you know, and I instantly, you know, liked Josh and we just we would occasionally like see each other at shows and I would go see uh, his band play sometimes. He'd go see our band play at the time. I mean, we were young, you know, 15, 16. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Well, it one one uh, one day it just occurred to us, you know, maybe we should start something together. So I decided, like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll play bass. First, like, I kind of think that I want to kind of sing. So I'm like, okay. You know, we just all got together and... Sorry, it's getting very loud. I apologize for that. <laughs> I'm, gonna du- I'm in the strip district. I'm going to duck inside this... Uh, I'm going to duck inside Crystal's here. I'm not trying to give Crystal's a plug, but I like this place. Okay, sure, sure. Better than ducking inside a place that's not good to be in. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so we, we just basically just met through through Brett and then we uh you know, we uh we just started uh we started, you know, Juliana Theory and with uh which was uh me, Brett and Josh and then Josh Kosker and Neil Hebrink, who played drums. Mhm. And how long was Juliana Theory uh like active as a band? From nineteen ninety seven to two thousand and six. Okay. 
So and you um, just did your you did your uh, like reunion, your farewell show. I think it was last uh, was it last October? Or was it? It was maybe even before August, that. August and September. Yeah, we did uh, just a little string of shows. Mm-hmm. Did like ten shows, right, Josh? Uh, eight. Yeah, eight. Oh, eight shows. Yeah, my bad. Mm-hmm. No, we did we did four on the west coast and four on the east coast. So. I see. Two which two in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, what uh, what made you shift gears and uh, you know basically shut down Juliana Theory and move on to Vesta? Man, that's a loaded question. I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess like at the time, basically at the time that we ended Juliana Theory, we were um, kind of on a I, I hate to use the word decline, um, but we were you know slightly on a decline. We just had released a new record and we were. Um, kind of getting the runaround by our fourth record label. And we were in Europe at the time and kind of just kind of fed up with touring and, you know, playing the same places all the time without any, uh, without it really going anywhere else because of the label situation. We just kind of decided to stop, uh, you know, stop playing. And, you know, before we had Vesta started, uh, that was, um, we probably, I would say I was, we were out of music for probably at least two years, right, Chad? Something like that. And Chad, you know, joined a different band at that time, you know, with, uh, and, but the rest of us were all completely out. Um, but I had been, you know, still writing stuff on the side, and I kind of always wanted to do another band at some point. And eventually, you know, I met Justin, our Vesta's drummer, and he talked me into jamming with him one time. And and then uh, a few months after that, we had this, we all started working together. Me, Chad, and Justin, we decided to all get together and uh, bring back uh, Josh Koster uh, to sing lead. He, he was the guitar player, and he did most of the backing vocals in Juliana Theory, and uh, we went from there. Mm-hmm. But there was a good few years that you know none of us really did much. I kind of all took a break, I think, and sat back. And you know, I started a family. You know, uh, Chad started. Uh, you know, got married. Brett got married, moved away. Uh, Josh Costner started back into school full time. So I think everybody kind of needed a little break from break away from the music for a while. Yeah. That was our our lives. You know, we you know eat, sleep, and breathe music for eight years and. Sure. Can't do I mean, it forever. We basically did it like I mean, you know, we, we had all made a decision, you know, pretty I mean we were extremely young when we started, so we had all made a decision to basically like, all right, we're either going all in and and not half assing this and that's what we decided to do and we you know, we just bought a an old beat up van and just hit the road and we really built ourselves a grassroots following and mm-hmm. it was just through strictly just touring. Because we never really had a lot of you know, radio, airplay, or, I mean, we had some, you know, we had a little bit here and there, and we had some, um, you know, once we got on some labels, we did have some press and things like that, but it wasn't really what, um, what's, it certainly wasn't a vehicle that, that made us, that gave us any of the little success that we found. It was certainly through just busting our asses on tour and sure. that grassroots route, which which I really think is, you know, still a way to go, um, and uh, if you can do it, you know. Right. But, uh, you know, and we just, you know, we. I mean, I remember the one year, and Josh could probably deny or verify this, I think we did, like, when we signed to Epic, we 
did like 260 shows in one year. Wow. Yeah. So we were playing, I mean, it was, you know, certainly, a, and that's not days on tour, that's actually shows. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of dates, you know. Um, so we, you know, we really got out there and, and, and definitely gave it a all. And I guess we just kind of felt like, you know, we were willing to give it our all, but we weren't feeling like it was really coming back on the, on the business side of things. I mean, it was never a doubt from, like, people coming to see us, you know, our fans. And, I mean, we couldn't have asked for more from them because they were always awesome and dedicated. And that was, um, you know, uh, you know, kind of validated to us, I believe, when we did the reunion shows, you know, because everybody came out and we had sold out shows and it was so much fun. And, mm-hmm. and we sort of appreciated uh, that. But, uh, you know, it was it was one of those things where, you know, we I think we've always been kind of, bad at the business end of the business and of 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 the music world and we always just kinda of wanted to record and write and play songs. You know? Well unless you're Gene Simmons or Paul Stanley or something. I think I think most uh, most bands are in that uh, department, you know, in that area, you know. It's right. tough, you know. We were you know, I was talking to you know, Josh about this yesterday and to my other buddy about this and it's just it's a it's a really hard uh it's a really hard line to you know these days, it's like what you know. What the hell do you have to do? You know, so. Yeah, I don't think anybody really knows what they have to do these days either. Label, I don't and, think anybody does, bands yeah. included. Yeah, it's it's so up in the air right now with everything the way it's changing and um, the way the internet has changed how people approach music. Everything's just up in the air. Nobody really knows exactly which direction to go. Sure. Uh, and it's actually a, both a positive and a negative thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. Now, since Juliana Theory's um, music, you know, was on so many labels, how how easy is it if if uh, somebody did want to get you know get that music? Is it is it pretty pretty accessible to to get if you if you uh, weren't familiar and wanted to obtain uh, copies of that music? Oh yeah, yeah, it was definitely. Uh, I mean, I know any online retailer would have. Um, music, and I'm sure any Best Buys or you know local record stores may have like a at least a record or two sitting on the mm-hmm. shelf. I'm sure. Sure. Yeah. And it's on iTunes sure. and everything too. Right. Yeah. All of our records are on iTunes. That's good. That's good. Now, uh, jumping in on uh, on Vesta now, um, how does the music of Vesta and the approach to music uh, differ from that of Juliana Theory? I think the music, the approach is it's it's pretty much the polar opposite, just from the fact that we, you know, we would we we did so much demoing with with Juliana Theory, with like songs would take so many different stages and different shapes, um, and we had the time to actually <laughs> really just dissect every part of like a song, you know, musically until we were happy with it. Where and you know, unfortunately, with Vesta or fortunately, however you want to look at it, um, we don't have that time anymore. Mm-hmm. But in the same, but you know, in the same right though, it's kind of cool because it kind of forces us to work a lot more. Um, sort of, I, I want to say quickly, as it's a negative thing, it's actually kind of more spontaneously. Right. Um, you don't overthink it. Yeah, yeah, and, right. and you know, and I think that's actually what's really fun about it. Um, you know, and not, you know, to mention, not to mention that you know, I. You know, think that it's cool that uh, you know Josh is you know Josh is actually uh, somebody that sang backup in Juliana Theory. He's actually singing lead in uh, in Vesta, and then I sang a little bit of backup in Juliana Theory, and now I'm singing all the backup in Vesta. So that was kind of cool, you know. And it's you know, uh, it, it's it's definitely has the same feel to it at some points, but it's just a lot more, a little bit 
rower. It's a little bit rower format, and um, you know, I think a lot of boys a little bit more honest. Mm-hmm. So that's good. That's good. Now, um, do you have a a tour in progress or or anything like that? I I know you do have an album. Um, whose which name is escaping me right now? I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Yeah, the album's called uh, Daylight's Coming. Um, it's our first record. It's got ten songs on it. Um, and we recorded it and paid for it all ourselves. Um, we have a, a label that's just basically distributing the record um, called uh, Satcho Media. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we, we honestly don't have any tours lined up right now, um, but we're hoping to hopefully get something in the summertime. And right now we're just, you know, we, we just basically, it's kind of cool because we just basically play shows when we want to. <laughs> right, you guys have day jobs and you're not really uh, sweating out right. the uh, from a. You're just playing music because you you enjoy it. Yeah, we've right, we've exactly. all, like we, we between the four of us, there's there's kids, there's jobs, there's college. Um, I I'm playing in another band as well, so that's going to be doing t- some touring. So it's we are extremely busy. Um, so that factors into everything too. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's good. The, pr- the pressure's off, and you can you can really have a good time and sure. do what you love. Yeah, exactly. That's that's excellent. That's really good news. Now, uh, as far as um, you mentioned the tour, um, any other any other future projects in the in the works for Vesta or uh, for for any any of you uh, separately? I mean, we're constantly um, we're constantly writing. Uh, we're, I think all of us are kind of chomping the bit to record again. You know, at some point down the road here, if we have so many, uh, we have a lot of new material and a lot of stuff that's in the pipeline, so to say. You know coming along as well um i think that's like the most uh what we all want to you know looking forward to the most um and uh, i know justin our drummer is kind of working on a video concept for us as well for one of our songs called she said fine um other than that we you know just playing some shows coming up i know we have one coming up on uh, february 10th um with a band called big hurry at the lava lounge and another one I kind of think coming up in April. There's a benefit show at Pitt, and uh, we're just kind of looking forward to like at some point here shortly, you know, doing some more shows in Pittsburgh, doing a couple uh, outside of Pittsburgh as well. I think that's a goal of all of ours is maybe get out uh, out of state a little bit. You know, not necessarily go on a full scale tour, but um, you know, go from there and. And I know Chad, he can talk more about that, but he's in a, you know, he just, he's in another band called 123 as well, playing bass, and they're going to be touring, uh, coming up here shortly, I think in March. Okay, that's that's good. Now, if uh, people want to get a hold of you online, uh, is the official website, is it www.thebandvesta.com? Yes, it is. And then we're on, of course, on all the uh, social media outlets like Twitter and Facebook, MySpace. Everything is, you know, like twitter.com slash the band Vesta. Everything is slash the band Vesta pretty much. Right. You named it consistently so people don't get confused. Right. We're pretty easy to get a hold of, too. I mean, so, you know, that's good. All of our email and contact information is on the website and all the other sites, too. We like talking to fans, too. We like interacting with them and just joking around. <laughs> sure, it's sure. Fun. Yeah, you build up a regular base of people you get to know, which is cool. Right. Now, uh, we had a, we had a, we had a, uh, a, a fantasy football league set up for Vespa this year, which is really fun. And uh, basically we had uh, ten people in the league, four of us in the band, and 
uh, it was I believe, yeah, it was me and Justin the drummer, and then the two Joshes on the on one team, and then six other and people, right, Josh? Eight other people, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, sorry, okay. eight other people. So, um, you know, it, you know, the winner basically um, got to choose a cover song for the band to play. And nice. Was, what so, did they choose? We had no idea what was going to come with that, so I was I ended up kind of being fun. What did they choose? Did they were they kind to you, or did they make you play something you hated to play? No, they actually were very kind. He picked on um, uh, "Down by the River" by Neil Young, which will be, oh yeah. So we're going to start working on that and record. I think it'll be a fun song to do. You're going to yeah, make it be like uh, you're going to make it be like 25 minutes long instead of <laughs> longer. <laughs> Maybe yeah. Yeah, that's what we were kind of nervous. Is- yeah, that's uh, a great song. I don't mean to. I don't mean to rip on it. I love that song. Yeah, we do too. Both. Yeah, it's it's awesome. That's a great, great song. Great, a great album too. Now here's a here's a uh, glaring question I totally forgot to ask earlier. How'd you come up with the name Vesta? What's the significance of it? No, well, that's all. That's a question I think exclusively for Josh. There. Um, <laughs> there's really not much to it. Um, uh, really, there's just uh, you know, it was um, just through the Julian out there, I always like to study up on different things and. There was a short time where I was um, reading like books on Wicca and stuff like that, and there was um, there was a list of names of gods and goddesses, and Vesta was um, the Wiccan goddess of fire, and it also you know turned out with the you know the Vestal virgins and all that as well. And um, me and Josh Coffier always thought it was a cool name, and mm-hmm. just kind of kept it in the back of my head for years, and eventually. <laughs> You know, we started doing this, and I was like, hey, it's, we could use this name, and everybody agreed. We kind of liked it, and we just went with it, really. It's not the short, the short answer. The short answer to that is that Josh is friends with the devil. Yeah. <laughs> That's how rumors get started. <laughs> yeah, he, he, you know, they're not best friends. He just, you know, he thinks that he gets kind of a bad rap, and he's really not a bad guy, you know. They're, you know. <laughs> But if I want to, if I want to like throw fire and light people up, I can. You know. Yeah, well, yeah. So. You you found a way to hook that up. <laughs> That's like they found. Was it? Um, well, Paul McCartney. <laughs> they started the rumor about Paul McCartney being dead. You know, stuff like that. Oh, of course. Yeah. There's a lot of evidence to go along with that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, sure. I, I was obsessed with that when I was a kid. Obsessed. Same here. Yeah. Yeah, being Beatles, big Beatles fans, and everything. Sure, sure. I, I remember getting the tapes and uh, and actually like. Playing the the cassette tapes backwards on the white album to try to like hear all like the oh the back masking oh of course yeah yeah yeah, folding folding the cover of Sgt. Pepper's a certain way and holding up to the mirror to see all the different things and (laughs) too that's awesome well Chad and Josh I appreciate you guys taking the time to um, to to, uh, talk to me today and uh, very much. uh, Love to have you back if uh, if you'd ever like to return. And uh, oh, we'd love to. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. We, I'm yeah, glad we, we finally got to talk. We tried to <laughs> last summer for the reading shows. I'm glad we finally got to hook up. So. Yeah, well, we 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 very much appreciate you being on here. So, um, okay, well, you guys you guys have a great day. Yeah, we appreciate it. Hey, thank you very much. You're about to enter the Time Machine Tour. Getty Lee, Alex Lifeson, Neil Peart, An Evening with Rush. April 6th, Huntington Center. Performing their classics, A Taste of the Future, and the legendary moving pictures live in its entirety. Reserve seats are on sale now at all Ticketmaster locations. The box office are charged by phone. Rush.
All right, that was Shake Shake from Vesta. You can find more information again on them out at thebandvesta.com. And you can find more information about us at www.ironcityrocks.com. I want to mention some shows we've got coming up. Uh, we're going to be helping sponsor uh, Guar. Guar will be coming in on the 19th of February to play Mr. Smalls. And also on April 1st, the Bullet Boys will be coming to the Hard Rock Cafe. So got some kind of two bands that actually did come out of the 80s but really don't seem to have much in common so I invite you to check those out also we've got a couple contests we're running right now if you go to www.ironcityrocks.com click contest we've got a ticket giveaway for a pair of tickets to see clay clay aiken uh to help you and your loved ones celebrate valentine's day also if you're not into clay aiken or complete 180 we've got a pair of tickets to see cradle of filth play uh, at Club Zoo, that's on the 23rd of February, so you can enter uh, to win that. For the Cradle of Filth, you'll need the password. The password is Lilith. If you're not sure why the password is Lilith, you're probably not that interested in seeing Cradle of Filth. So, again, we've got a couple contests I'd like you to keep an eye out. We've got a couple uh, really, really good uh, tickets we're going to be giving away, so uh, don't uh, hesitate to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, MySpace, all that good stuff. So I want to thank the guys from Vesta and also thank Eric for a great job on the interview and we'll talk to you next time. Take care.